the Sock Jake Sneaker Podcast. The only anthem we recognize is the Dipset Anthem. Welcome to episode 55 of the Sock Jig Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Sock Jig. You can follow me on Twitter at Sock Jig and on Instagram as well. And I'm back with a big episode with a person you know. I'm honored to have Joe Fresh Goods on the podcast today. As you may have seen on Twitter, this started back in May of 2022, back around when the New Balance 9060 Inside Voices collab had released and had dropped around that time. And just a month or so before that, the conversation amongst us 550 had dropped and YouTuber Keith Adam had a tweet about how Joe Fresh Goods drops had no bot protection or something like that. I, I, I couldn't find the tweet because he deleted it, but I saw the replies and one of the replies was from me where I said, you know, basically if you only do a couple drops a year, it doesn't make sense to pay for bot protection. And then my buddy Graham had replied that, you know, well, Joe has basically done a sneaker release every six months lately. And I had replied that basically... Because a lot of stuff from last year got pushed to this year, and the stuff that was on the calendar this year is still on the schedule, so the calendar is compressed. And Joe had replied to that comment and said, quote, You smart, that's why I like your podcast. This was supposed to be a December drop. Everybody's calendar is screwed nowadays. End quote. And I was just like, whoa, there you go. Joe listens to the podcast. And then he replied with that and said, basically, interview me in a few weeks after everybody stops yelling at me. And so we had talked in the DMs and he was very nice to me in the DMs. And he said, just hit me up after one of the releases because leading up to a release, he's very busy. And it just turned out that he had a lot of releases in 2022. He had the ones that we just mentioned, the 9060, the 550 Conversations Among Us. He had the 993 later that year. And then he also had Vans as well. But we're back and we made it happen. And just to be clear... It was Joe who was the one who made it happen. Joe was the one who wanted to do this podcast. And Joe hasn't done very many long-form interviews in recent years. And he could have picked any media outlet that he wanted, any publication to talk to, and they would have been more than glad to talk to him. But he wanted to talk to me and to this audience. So in this conversation, we mostly talk about the last three years of his career. We talk in detail about what happened with Adidas and what he learned from that. We talk about his approach to product and storytelling, and we also talk about the business side of deals, where Joe gives a lot of free game. We talk about his approach to drops, both online and in person, and what happened on that 990 V3 outside clothes drop in Garfield Park in Chicago that ended up being a mess. Joe is very frank and open about that, and throughout the whole conversation, Joe is very open and honest. He shares a lot of exclusive details that he's never shared before, so I know you're going to enjoy this one, but... Before we start, please retweet and share this episode. You know, Tell your friends, tell your mother. The gatekeepers won't post this. That's why I need you to retweet and share it. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome to my podcast. This is not similar to other sneaker podcasts. Occasionally I do interviews, but mostly I do solo pods where I've usually prepared a few takes and I'm not just riffing. I post an episode every couple of weeks, usually when there's enough things for me to say. So it's all killer, no filler. So check out some of the recent podcasts. I recommend the State of the Sneaker Game one. Um, you know, one of my best ones is the Sneaker Conspiracy Theories one, where I dissect various conspiracy theories and go into detail about Zeta Kicks and what his scheme was and call it a Ponzi scheme before it collapsed. And I will pat myself on the back forever for that one. Sneaker Taste is another good episode about the science of why and how we like sneakers. Uh, the Hater's Guide to Sneakers is a fun one. And even any of the older ones where... 
Uh, I say I recapped what happened with uh, Joe Hebert and the sneaker scandal and the trophy room Jordan 1 drops, what happened there. In those old episodes, there's no bad takes. There's all good takes. You know, after all, it's got the Joe Fresh Goods stamp of approval. So let's get to my conversation with Joe. This was originally recorded on June 20th, 2023 and first published on July 5th, 2023. My guest today is a designer, creative director, and entrepreneur from the west side of Chicago. He currently has a concept space in Chicago called Every Now and Then. He's also known for his collabs with brands like McDonald's, the Chicago Bears, Converse, Vans, and of course, New Balance. Please welcome Joe Freshgoods. Joe, how are you? Let's get it. I'm good. How you feeling? I'm doing great. First off, Joe, I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast. I know you don't do a lot of interviews in the last couple of years, so it's a real honor for me to have you on the show. No, that's all, you know, praises go to you. Um, I keep my ears to what's happening in the sneaker culture. And, um, you know, at first you got my attention because you said some shit. I hate it. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, no, you made me get boss because I, I dropped that. I don't want to get into it. I know you're going to ask questions and shit. Yeah. But um, I appreciate you because what you're doing, I love your voice. It's very unbiased. And uh, your fucking voice is hilarious. I think I love your voice. So. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you're a smooth dude. I listen to the, I listen to this a lot. Every uh, time you drop, I listen to it. So I'm just letting you know that. Honestly, that's it's awesome to hear because like, I, I try to bring some fun and levity back into sneakers. Sometimes it gets a little bit too serious and too far. And then, you know, I, I can talk about those serious things too, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I just post dumb jokes and like, I try to balance it too. It gets too serious sometimes. So I, I love... I love your your point of view from the sneaker industry. So I, I, you know, this is um, yeah, I was like honored to do this shit. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to talk about more about you know your last couple of years. I know you've done podcasts in the past where you talked about your history and stuff like that. And you know, I, I'm not trying to discount the history or anything, but it's it's been a different game in the last couple of years. So if, if that's all right with you, I wanted to talk about you know what goes on with the release and what goes on with a drop. But before that, I wanted to ask about Adidas. What happened with Adidas? Whew. Um, man. Well, first things first, I take I take a little blame. I think this is the first time. This is like, you know, and I think the whole nature of this whole interview, I'm going to give you a couple of exclusives and shit, you know. But um, I take a little blame for a part of that because um, I signed a deal without a lawyer. Um, you know what I'm saying? Where I come from. You know, west side of Chicago, just in Chicago general, I just never thought I was gonna be able to have a sneaker. Um, you know what I'm saying? Well, my name on it, you know, that wasn't even a thing that I grew up even knowing was possible, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I signed with Adidas, I want to say, uh, July 2018 or 2019. I gotta like check the gram and shit. Um, but yeah, bro, I, I signed to. They were they were flying me out to Germany to do a couple of things with like these influencer programs and um, um I had a good relationship with Adidas in Chicago, um you know I wasn't like a I was kind of working with Nike but Nike didn't officially sign me, so Adidas came through they scooped me up, I remember signing the um the fucking deal in the fucking hotel lobby, um without a lawyer I was just so happy to fucking get a shoe deal so that's the first mistake you know what I'm saying was like I didn't even really question. Because I was so happy, I was so happy. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was gonna make it work. But that's the first things first. Is just like I think um, now that I know what I know and I'm able to, to maneuver in the sneaker industry, 
um, the first mistake was like actually understanding my contract. So I'm kind of man enough to say that shit. I was just thirsty as fuck. Um, you know, so fast forward, um, and I ended up working with on a, on a couple shoes. I went to Germany a few times. Um, <clears throat> and I think ultimately, bro, you know, I, I look at Adidas like a, a fucking big record label. And at the time they had fucking Kanye. Can I, I stopped cursing. Can I keep cursing? No, of no? course. So of course My we're bad. not, we're not on broadcast TV or um, anything. <clears throat> but no. Nah, so with Adidas, I, I felt like they signed me for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of shelve me a little bit. They had a D, they had Beyonce, they had Pusha T, Pharrell, Kanye. And they were really popping in 2018, right? Like Yeezys, sure. yeah, they had yeah. just got Kanye, the Ultra Boost wave was yep. still in the high. Yep, yep, yep. So it was definitely 2018, I want to say. But yeah, no. Nah. Um, you know, I'm working on my project. Shout out to Jordan at Adidas, not Adidas no more, but I have my little crew I was working with over there. Um, and the product kept getting pushed back. Uh, so that was the first big thing is understanding timelines, you know. Now I'm well equipped to understand timelines, but I think the project kept getting pushed back, you know, got pushed back a whole year. And then I guess the thing was, um, okay, Joe, All-Star Weekend is coming up in Chicago. Um, but at that time, Adidas just kept pushing me off and New Bounce came knocking at my door. But make a long story short, um, yeah, my contract expired and... Uh, I, I didn't put out no shoes, you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, they wanted me to see, they wanted to see if I was going to be able to put out the product around, uh, all-star weekend in Chicago, but my contract was expired and I was unhappy, I was unhappy with the relationship. Um, by that time things were put like on adidas.com, like a D Rose t-shirt I would do would be on there. They just kept mishandling my, my projects. The, the, so you the know, project was like completed and done and then like like you said it just randomly showed up online one day long yep. afterwards yeah it was it was a it was a magnitude of things i think it, the product we didn't come up with a timeline on when it was going to come out after my contract expired and this you gotta understand I, I was getting smarter every fucking six months so every six months i will understand contracts a lot better i've never had a manager um so for me i've been able to learn things myself you know what i'm saying so i've studied I read a lot of books. So, you know, I, I'm actually every, glad everything happened for a reason, but they simply mishandled my whole project. And they know that, you know what I'm saying? They, a lot of stuff was ended up on websites without my acknowledgement. Um, and All-Star Weekend came up in Chicago and I just knew it wasn't going to work with them. And little do they know at the same time, I was talking to Converse and um, New Bounce at the same time. But yeah, they, I felt like they didn't care. You know what I'm saying? They had, they had fucking 10 heavy hitters. So it was like, we got this dude in Chicago. We don't know what to do with him. He's a little dope, but whatever. So my project just never came out. And, um, you know, that's kind of what happened. And then after that, it was just a couple things that just that just kept fucking up. Product kept being online. Um, things weren't getting paid on time. So I just felt like they had ruined my sneaker career at that time before it even, like, came out. It's a real, like, sliding doors moment when you think about February 2020, the Chicago All-Star Game, because that's when you unveiled the, the New Balance 992. And you kind of, you know, won that weekend in terms of uh, sneaker releases, in, in my opinion. And, you know, it, it could have been Adidas at that moment, having that moment. But Well, yeah. And it's like, it's so much, man. Like, my, they ended up giving sneaker deals to my best friends, um, which created a little tension between me and my... Um, this is all, like, breaking news. People in Chicago know, but um, I co-owned Fat Tiger uh, with my best friends in Chicago, Rello, Vic, Des. 
And um, they, Adidas, just gave them all sneaker deals for All-Star Weekend. Meanwhile, I, at that time, I was with New Balance. Joe, and we could talk about that, but, um, you know, unsure about where my career was going with, with in footwear, um, I ended up crushing Complex Con, um, Chicago. And that's when New Balance, I came in town and, you know, the rest is history. But, yeah, it just, they kept, they kept fucking me over. And, again, you know what's so funny about all this, fast forward to now, this is also like breaking news. I haven't told nobody this, but they sent me a cease and desist last year oh, for geez. some fucking track pants, Adidas. For um, what? For a phrase or something no, no, that you no. released? I I have to uh, wipe my Instagram clean. And oh shit, man, I'm saying this. I might, <laughs> but basically, um, I, I I put out some track pants for my fall winter collection. Um, some velvet track pants that came out, a whole track suit that I dropped in November. Uh. They say it was three stripes on that shit. It wasn't really three stripes, but yeah, I got a season desist. Nasty ass season desist too. So they they it's just like they keep fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I will say, shout out to Aster Chambers. Um, what I will say, and I feel like I I feel like I was in my Frank Ocean bag with how I finessed a little bit. I will say shout out to Adidas because um during the pandemic, all the product, so we didn't get into producing the footwear. So with the footwear, I just have the samples. Um, no shoes were produced, but all the apparel that came out, all the apparel that I, I did with uh, Adidas, uh, we was able to, uh, they they gave me that shit for free and I was able to, you know, use that for my nonprofit and raise funds. You know what I'm saying? So um, nobody knows that either. But basically, uh, because the product was already produced with Adidas, besides the footwear, I was able to take the clothes back and then give that back to the hood. You know what I'm saying? We raised a lot of money during the pandemic. We did like a cool little drive through. So, you know what I'm saying? As much that's why I kind of slowly stopped talking shit on Twitter. It was just like I think they did terrible business with me, and I know like I'm killing it right now. But I was able to get what I made from them. I was able to get a fucking pay like a kill fee, and I was also you know able to you know donate that money. You know what I'm saying? I made off the clothes back to the nonprofit. It makes sense with their. Uh, you know, sustainability efforts that they're doing too. Yeah, like, they sure. don't want to just go destroy stuff that's already made and or or have it drop online and you know make you angry on that front as well. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Um, I kind of scaled back and you know, I, don't, I don't really diss them no more online because that shit corny. Um, but yeah, they yeah they sent me a season assist last year and I was gonna tell the world, but I was like, fuck it, fuck y'all. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, 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 I bet you sometimes it's just a copyright lawyer somewhere doing it. But then, you know, t Tom Brown took them to court and I guess won yeah. too. So that right? was happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. no, so I, I was paying attention to that because that was pretty dope. But honestly, putting stripes on my track pants, that wasn't a hill I was ready to die on. I could just make a different, you know, um, some more shits, you know what I'm saying? But I just thought that was super funny because they sent the season to assist me and New, me and New Balance. <laughs> That's funny. Um, one last thing on Adidas, and we'll move on. You know, you mentioned Derrick Rose as well. Was there ever like this Derrick Rose dream project you had in? Because oh, yeah. had in mind. Because I know he, you know, he was very important to the city of Chicago as well. Um, was there something left on the table that you had on my, in mind with Adidas and Derrick Rose? Yeah, we we worked on three shoes, um, which I still have in my possession actually. Um, but yeah, uh, when he came back to Chicago for like a game doing the Knicks. Uh, when he was playing with the Knicks, I was supposed to unveil him, but he ended up not playing in that game. But yeah, no, uh, me and D Rose talked a lot during that era. You know what I'm saying? He was happy that somebody that looked like him was at Adidas. So we kind of, you know, obviously both Chicago kids, but um, my Adidas relationship made me get uh, cooler with Derrick Rose. So we talked for years. It's just, 
you know, uh, nothing came out of that but samples. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm sitting on like we did a form. Yeah, we did two pairs of forms that came out. I, I think I showed Instagram like maybe once over the I guess the past two three years, but um, yeah, we worked on like two three shoes together. I think in two shoes, I actually got the samples up, like a little form. Oh, nice! Uh, you could break the internet, uh, <laughs> releasing some of these samples that you may have have in, in no, your what possession. I'm gonna, do is, I'm gonna have you kill everybody. I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture of all these samples I got. So when you <laughs> when you post the shit, just post all my samples. And hell, <laughs> Sounds good. I can break the internet then. Um, and, and you know that's the thing. I think we're we see your growth. We see your growth within the the streetwear space. You know, there was a time when you were fighting for the coverage to be reported by like the high snobbies and the the hype beasts and those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Where whereas now, like I feel like you could just post an Instagram story and you know put some minor detail about an upcoming release, then and they'll be the one who are posting and coming to you for information. And it's totally reversed then. You know, yep. it's it, it's nice to see. It's nice to see that it's uh totally reversed from where you were. Yeah. I feel like I'm in. The, I feel like I snuck in the door. Um, <laughs> you know, because I I I must say, you know, I don't have any investors. Um, and again, not saying it's a bad thing, because that's the whole thing I erased from my whole vocabulary. I gotta stop telling kids that investors are not good because they are. They help you grow. But you know, what I will say is one thing that I'm most proud of is, and we could talk about this. You know in a second but when it comes to like sneaker deals and and all this stuff that comes with it it's a lot and like sometimes like i be looking at who people be putting me against like is it who got the shoe of the year is it this that like i made the top 10 i guess top 10s are subjective but like every year i'm in there with like these billion dollar brands that's like how the fuck do i sneak into these like conversation and list every year because how i look at it man i'm still super grassroots i i feel like the underground rapper that constantly, you know, I haven't really signed. I look at New Balance like a fucking like um indie label. You know what I'm saying? They allow me to be me. Uh, like we we're we're like family at this point, but I still get to be Joe. Uh, but when I look at who I'm around, I'd be like, I don't know how the fuck I snuck snuck in these doors because these people be having like 100 to 200 people staff and like it, it's just nuts. So um, it, it's super dope, man. I'm, I'm thankful every day that I'm, I'm that I'm here and that I made it here with my team and I stayed in Chicago. That's really big for me. You know, authenticity goes a long way and everyone in sneakers knows that where, you know, you just can't take some, you know, random superstar, give them a shoe and have it be a huge hit. If they're not in the space, if they're not, you know, from the culture, everyone in sneakers sees through it. And so with your stuff, there's nothing to see through because you're the real deal. Hell yeah. Thank you, bro. (laughs) Uh, So, I wanted to talk about, you know, what it takes creating a shoe from the story side, the design side, the the business side. Um, In in terms of storytelling, I I know your approach is to tell black stories and to to bring it up front. Um, Does does the story come first for you? Or do you let the product kind of inform the story? I'm just assuming that you have these stories in mind and then apply it to the product. But I was curious about that process. My bad, smoking a blunt. <laughs> well, man, see, sock. Even what you saying, and I know you didn't mean no harm by black stories. I'm like trying my hardest to like, I, I'm really just being myself, you know. And I think sometimes that's like, how can I educate the world on where I come from, and then I hope that different people around the world and the U.S. and a lot of these communities that look like my communities understand where I'm coming from. 
Um, and I think the reason why I got here is because, you know, and I let's just start my career off at the 992. Um, you know, that was, man, well, let me go back a little bit. I, I look at all of this like an album. You know, you guys, I wa- y'all watched my debut album. You know, you get you got mixtape Joe, and then you got album Joe, and then sometimes I get back to, to mixtape Joe. So I really want to start off uh, because, you know, ultimately I was, and again, I'm going to keep referring to using music as a reference because I, I love music and it's just always dope to compare, compare uh, myself. Honestly, to I, I do the same thing on this podcast. Yeah, I feel, like I feel like I'm a rapper, but basically... <laughs> I was working on two albums at the same time. You know, I was working with, I would go to Boston with my New Balance shoes on, have a meeting with them, and then at the same time, change into my Converse shoes and go meet with Converse, you know, t- 10 minutes away. Um, so I was doing it at the same time, um, not knowing which one was going to come out first. Well, technically I did because All-Star Weekend was coming up. So I was working on both shoes at the same time. So that's two different mind states. It is so hard trying to work on two things at the same time Again, I do not have a huge team. I'm owner. I'm creative director. I have my 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 creative team, which is just like two other people. Um, really, just one other person because we just hired. I'm hiring like a motherfucker right now. But um, all right. So when we look at that Converse, that Converse was my debut album. It was just like I don't care if y'all like this shit or not. You know, obviously with Converse, it's a fucking canvas. You know, what I'm saying seventy. So it's you know, it's only too much I can do to that shit. But for two years, I've been selling bootleg Converse. You know what I'm saying? Been booming the motherfuckers. Um, you know, using my homie discount at Nike, then taking them to my uh so screen shop, then boom, and border. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing all that shit. So with Converse, that was special because, like, yeah, I feel like I woke a brand up. So that shoe right there, it was like, if this is my debut album, let me tell the world who I am. So on the top of the shoe, I put it's not a bootleg this time, kind of you know, pushing that. Just a year and a half ago, I was making bootleg versions of this. And then the whole makeup of the shoe, you know, uh, had my daughter name in it. So it had a, so it was the makeup of a t-shirt because my whole life has been t-shirts. Right. Like I, I, I just started doing cutting. So I want everybody to understand that. Like, that's why I'm like, how the fuck did I make it in this room? I'm the dude that was, that was making like t-shirts and hoodies for almost 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, doing my little pop-up. So I, I have to give homage to the t-shirt. Like the t-shirt is why I'm here. I started making t-shirts in high school. So that first Chuck was just like my love of t-shirts. Like, thank you, t-shirt. You got me here. So that whole shirt, that whole shoe is just a family reunion t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time I was making t-shirts with my family. Part of that shoe was my daughter named Airbrush. A part of that shoe was like the tie-dye hoodie, which was like the big thing of my career. So that was that. That story was easy because just like, Again, I don't care if it's hyped or not. It's just like, yo, I'm on this stage. Let me show the world who I am. You know what I'm saying? So the project went pretty good, whatever. But when it came to New Balance, um, I met with them July of um, fucking um, 20, um, 20, uh, 19. I'm sorry, 2019. So we had to move fast to work that. But, um, you know, it was interesting kind of storytelling when it came to New Balance because I, I didn't grow up wearing New Balance. You know what I'm saying? I was very vocal to Joe and the rest of the team about that. Um, so for and, me, it was just like... Just to jump in, that's Joe Grandin, yeah. um, who yes, that's I my think recently left New Balance, right? My brother for life, okay? I could do a whole show about how I love him. But yeah, my brother for life. But yeah, I met with New Balance in Boston. And, you know, I perceive New Balance again. Um, I, I, did, I did a little research before I landed, but 
when I thought about New Balance, it was like a gray 990. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, my girl uh, is from Baltimore. I have a ton of family in D.C. So I, I knew the importance of New Balance, but I was just like, it's the it's the dope boy shoe back in the day. My East Coast people love it, but it's some great shoes. So when it came to that 992, it was just like, I looked at the archive of what came out. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, and again, some more news I didn't tell nobody, but it was like I had a choice to do a 992, which I knew they was going to try to heat up that following year. Or um, I think it was a 997. It was ugly. I don't like I don't like 997. It's just ugly. Um, but I was like, I need that 992. And um, that's really it. I think my storytelling started off at the converse, you know, how I like to tell stories because footwear, when it came to New Balance, it wasn't no story. It was like, yo, I was I went color first dance story. So I was like, let me let me pop a wild color off. Um, and I kind of made the heart shit work based off the color scheme. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of told the story right. about no emotions are emotions. Um, me and Kawhi became cool. So everything's kind of floated. You know, I think my story. So, man, I didn't realize I'm talking so much. This blunt is hitting me, bro. <laughs> but I didn't really start getting into my storytelling bag with New Balance when it till it came to outside clothes. That's when I felt comfortable because the success of the 992 just popped off so hard, and it was just like, okay, now I can really be myself with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I I, I snuck y'all in with this colorway. I told y'all a cool story. I made a dope shoot for Kawhi. We killed it in Chicago. We murdered All Star Weekend. We fucked everybody up. I got Kanye next to me in fucking Jeeps. Uh, you know, you got Jerry Lorenzo joint. You got Don C joint. Uh, respect to all my brothers, but some West Side dude on a whole other side of town released a 992, and it's 80 people lined up in negative 10 degrees weather. What the fuck is going on over there? So it was just like, it was like a wow moment, and it was just like, we made it work, you know, and I uh, fuck with New Balance for trusting me, but... um. It wasn't until the pandemic shutting down and I had the 993 my coming up next where it was like, all right, now I can really, really be my black stuff and, and fuck these people up. Right. And in terms of collabs, I always called it like a cross-pollination in that, you know, you brought your audience to New Balance and New Balance has like the product and you mix the two stories and that's where you got this, like a perfect collab. And that's why I was just saying, it was just great to see at that time, in a period where so much else was going on, like especially at that Chicago All-Star game where the Off-White 5 was releasing as well too. And like you said, the Don C and the Jerry Lorenzo stuff, everything was going on. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, no, nah, Chance Ward too. It was just like a moment. I had a long ass line. Nobody expected. I had the whole city wearing New Balance. And again, I don't want to be controversial when somebody in Chicago say, no, my God, St. Alfred did a New Balance. I get all that. They are the homies. But, right. you know, everybody know. And again, I'm so, I'm not cocky, but I think when you in my place, I need data from people because it lets me go in those rooms a little bit more confident. You know what I'm saying? So like that weekend, it was just like, <laughs> so funny story, you know, on Twitter, I screenshot, I literally have a folder of like 500 people, 500 plus people. Every time somebody on Instagram or Twitter tweeted that this is their first time wearing New Balance, right? I screenshot that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this info, but like, I feel like I need to show New Balance this shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, from the rollout to the to the fucking ring posting, like I was fly as shit. You know what I'm saying? I went on vacation and I got a fucking fat ass diamond studded New Balance ring made. I was like, I'm not none of the people that's ever had a shoe deal. So like, while I'm here, 
let me stunt, let me give back. You know what I'm saying? That's everything was weird. I've never seen a, a brand partner with New Balance get a diamond New Balance shit ring. You know, I felt like Raycon or some shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, so everything just worked well. They trusted me. I felt like I wasn't restrained like a, like I was with Adidas. We're gonna tell you to do this. We're gonna tell you to tell this story. It was just like they they, they trust me. They gave me a budget. Give us an album, and I gave them an album, and that shit went platinum. Was that was that Joe Grandin like advocating for you and like you know kind of warming them up to this is what we need. This is the kind of the you know how we have to do more outreach, more different types of uh, collabs and stories that we've been doing previously. Or was it Joe, or was it like the the album full of screenshots? Um, for the second release. Yeah, for, for the yeah for the second release when you got to tell more of your storytelling. Okay, well, okay, and I was just telling this, um, you know, shout out to Jay Tips, you know, what I'm saying what he's doing right now. But I always tell all my homies, um, and that's one thing too. I think some people hate me for this. Not, I won't say hate me, but like when it comes to my peers, I like to keep it as real as possible. I like to share numbers. Hey, what did Puma give you? You should you should ask for this. I love because. I think sometimes uh, people gatekeep information, and I just think it's like counterproductive to to us progression. You know what I'm saying? Progression oh, that'd be, yeah. Like, you if, know? I, if I was J Tips, that'd be amazing. I'd want to hear all that kind of stuff, yeah, especially no, so had, someone you know, who's got his first talk. shoe. He's killing it right now. You yeah. know, I'm so proud of him. But um, in my opinion, and again, it's you you see it, sock. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your first album go platinum, then. The, the, people going to come knocking at your door again. You know what I'm saying? That's why, um, and again, I'm going to kind of watch my words because I don't know what's going to happen in the future just in general, but like some brands, they fuck you one time and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of friends. Again, I'm not going to say any names. I'm getting very proud of myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I often see friends that do collabs with some of the bigger brands and like they just do one shoe and then they just be on fucking Twitter mad for fucking 10 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, some of these brands, you know, I think me and New Balance really needed each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. At the time, you know, I think I'm not saying I'm bigger or nothing like that. I just think it was a Spider-Man meme of, oh, shit, it's a vibe right here. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, what sucked is I hit the height of my fucking sneaker career and then boom, the pandemic hit in March. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I got accustomed to going... um. And this is going to change a lot, but I had I got accustomed to going to the office and looking at swatches and like kind of telling my story out loud, like Kanye jumping on the table and rapping to people like, you know, what I'm saying. But, you know, I, I got word that, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody's in the office anymore. Joe, we really loved your 992, but we all lost and confused. So I'm like, fuck my first shoot. I'm probably going to be stuck with this. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen? But I think in like eh, about two, three months after when. People start going back to the office a little bit of virtually, um, you know, Joe hit me again. Shout out to the whole team. Um, I don't want to sit and just, uh, you know, I'm in love with Joe, but I don't want to sit and just talk about Joe. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's um, never just one person. Been, it's a ton of people, you know what I'm saying? But Joe was like, you know, the Phil Jackson at the time when it come to collapse and shit. Um, but um, yeah, the, the you know, simple math, the, the first joint did good. The first joint brought them new customers. So it was just like, we don't know when it's going to drop, but we got you slated for summertime uh, 2021. So that was going to be, you know, I had like, I want to say like 14 to 15 months gap, you know, um, you know, from February of 2020 to my next sneaker drop in 2021 of um, 
uh, July, July 2021. So it was a little bit of a gap. And that was my first time designing and not going to the actual brand I'm working with. So it was like a whole bunch of virtual meetups, working with my team virtual. So that was kind of a challenge. But, you know, I was like, hey, this outside clothes shit, you know, uh, you know, I missed I miss going outside. You know, I'm in a crib virtually designing. You know, I didn't I didn't realize how much outside meant to me growing up. It's just like I wouldn't be where I'm at in life if I wasn't scraping my knee, fucking chasing girls, drinking from the water fountain, like water holes, like going to the candy store. So I just wanted to make a whole shoe that was kind of a um, had a double meaning. It was more so like, you know, miss going outside, but also to my people, you know, what I'm saying miss going outside and. Honestly, everybody can relate to it. It wasn't really a black thing. My shit gonna remain black because I'm a black designer. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I'm very proud. You know, I try to work with again from a, from my team point of view to the the creators. I I I get these marketing buttons away to. It's just like I'm very proud of who I am. So it's just like I try not to make black stuff, but it's just like yeah, that's that's how it comes off because I'm very proud of where I'm from. And it's just like you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. With Vans, I just dropped some beautiful van shit. It was too black, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know, but no, that's kind of what happened. The outside clothes was just me trying to have a, a a shoe that had a double meaning, and it was a lot of hype. You know what I'm saying? The the release went terrible, but um, it was a, a lot of hype, a lot of hype behind that shit because of my next drop after the nine nine two. No, you know, I called it black storytelling earlier, but it's personal storytelling, and you know. The one thing you do great at is just giving a collection uh, a name and going by the name and like outside clothes. Uh, I grew up, I'm a Punjabi brown Indian man. And when I was a kid, that's the first thing my mom said, get it, get your outside clothes off, but put a change of clothes. Right. And so yep. I, I, I grew up in small town Canada and I could relate to that. So I'm sure there's so many more other people. people. Yeah. No, I heard that a lot from people. So that's why I was like, I think I did a really great job with my second joint. Cause again, you know, um, ah, man, I, I I love New Balance because it's more so of a album by album project. Um, and I can't speak for everybody deals and I don't want to talk about deals too much. But what I will say is, um, and again, I work with a lot of brands so I can break down how they all operate. But, you know, I don't want to be a fucking uh, whistleblower. You know what I'm saying? It just to me, it's just like it's important to give back information. But, you know, I feel like. New Balance is my indie label that I work with. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm able to like, you know, I don't got to be tied down. We talk to each other. So like, you know, I don't got to sneak and do other shit with other. We on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like shit just works really well. And can you still do like more Vans and Converse at the same time as New Balance? Like New Balance is okay with that. There's not like this non-exclusive thing. Or I wasn't sure if those were like old contracts that were, you know, going to expire. And then it's exclusively New Balance going forward. Or is it? Well, what I will say is when a brand has a lot of power. Um, wait a minute, let me like my, my, I feel like Lil Wayne <laughs> on the <laughs> intro. Yo, but I, what I will say is the more power you have, the more you can do. Right. Um, I think it's a respectful way to communicate with your partner and let them know, hey, this might be coming up um, Q1. And I know I have a project with you guys coming up Q1. So just letting you guys know, I think brands do get ticked off when a lot of partners. um, And again, if you have a lot of clout and power, you could be Travis. And, you know, obviously that's not you can't. That's a whole different type of endorsement deal. But basically, like with a lot of the brands, you know, obviously you cannot do Adidas and Nike. It's certain stuff. It's certain stuff you just know you can't do. Right. But it is stuff if you communicate with your brand partner um, and everybody brand deals are different. My whole thing is just like 
you know, let me tell you about my other albums I got coming out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like all love, you know? I do things brands kind of dilute themselves when they have so many different partners. You know what I'm saying? So my philosophy is just like, I fuck with whoever fuck with me. You know, we gonna keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty much, um, <laughs> I ain't gonna say a lot. I'm pretty much in the, in, in the good standing with all my partners. That's great to hear. Um, and when you're when you're working with New Balance or or bands or who are, or are, are they pitching like we want you to push this model that's the one that's in line for this calendar year, um, or do you have more choice in the matter? Is there is there something that more long term that you can say I want to work on this one and they say oh that's not coming up for a few years? It's like how, how does that go when in terms of uh, picking a model? Again, it all boils down to where you at in your career and your your I guess your power level. Um, I'm pretty sure like a Ronnie can be like, he can close his eyes and spin around, go to archive and just pick something he can do. Um, I think the more that I grow with New Balance, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just speaking for my personal stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I do hear from a lot of my homies, um, the other brands that, and, and we all get it. You know, it ha- it's happened to me. I think it's all about upfront communication. So, you know, the first few collabs is always the brand pushing you to, to do this potentially. And when I say pushing, for me, it's been like, hey, Joe, this is where we're going to push, you know, um, spring 2022. You could be the first to launch it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or you could do this, this or that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was always a choice. Um, I always kind of got the um, the the sheet of understanding how the next few years I'm about to go with a company, with, with New Balance, I would say. Yeah. So we're able to, like, the more I grow with them, I'm able to, like, pick and choose and understand that i could be the first to launch a silhouette which is always a good hype moment for us and the brand i destroyed that 9060 you know what i'm saying like you know um, that shoe the 9060 itself is a huge shoe among women i see it on women all the time and you can't even find a you know a men's size six uh, on a store online anywhere right now either yeah no so that was like again um hmm, if i was uh i was out of out of a 10 i was probably six or seven in love with it i wasn't like uh but, you know, again, I'm just building my portfolio and just trying to show my range and and just trying to show like my worth. That's all about. I'm, all, I'm just trying to under, I'm just trying to like I'm trying to shoot the jumper and then turn around and see. I don't even care if that bitch hit because I know that bitch going to hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so, like, you know, with the 9060, it was just like I knew what that was going to do. You know what I'm saying? I knew what people wanted to see from New Balance. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Woo and what he's doing over there on the design side. So, you know, and again. Shit kind of boils down to be a good person, man. I ain't gonna be all corny and being like being a good person go get you a long way, but like, like I talk to Woo. Woo, what's up? What you working on for the next three years? Like, oh, that's a code up. Put that air bubble right there. So I think with the 9060, I knew that it was a large demographic of people that was gonna eat that motherfucker up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So everybody know I'm fucking in love with pink. That's a whole different story. So, like when it comes to pastels and like when I'm able to do with certain colors. I'm just like, oh, let me let me let me drop my album that goes with the album I just dropped. You know, got outside clothes, inside voices, um, and let me follow up with a beautiful story again. Um, that they, they, these things go together, and that shit went. You know what I'm saying? That was like, oh shit, Joe! Like, look what Joe just did. You know what I'm saying? That was probably one of the the biggest. Um, I'm not fucking my numbers are kind of fucked up, but you know, when you got the big big bosses at New Balance telling you, hey, you just you crushed it with that that was like the data that I needed. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about data. Let me get this data so I can keep moving. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
How, how much of that data does New Balance share with you? I'm always curious, but in terms of collabs, are they, you know, obviously everyone wants to see a, a sneaker sell out, but how does it perform? Like what kind of detail levels do they give you? Um, well, it, again, like I have to be respectful to my relationship. So I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want nobody listen, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I got to be very careful because like, we I'm, can cut that part out too. No, 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 yeah. no. Cause I, I, I mean, bro, you asked us some great questions, man. I'm just like, um, you know, I know that Joe is a, as a, as a good dude. So the relationship that I have with people is because it, you know, I, I put in my skin in the game and I just like, I treat them like humans and we just like good, you know, just got good relationships. So I can't speak on what they share with other brands and also can't speak on if other brands even care. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right. have different deals. Um, and okay. Like for me, I ask people, I'm, and I'm actually this, I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually this, and I'm, I'm actually this, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to interview you. Sure. All right. So. I need to understand which deal would you pick? I'm finna lay out two different deals. And this is hypothetical. This is not like my thing. I'm just wanna trying to decide what you will do. So if I'm a sneaker brand and I'm about to offer you um, a deal, I want to know if you'll take deal number one or deal number two. Deal number one is 200K design fee, uh, 50K marketing budget to do a commercial or activation. And you have you get 25 shoes to give to your friends and family, okay? That's deal number one. Once again, that is 200K design fee. That is um, 50K marketing budget. And that is 25 shoes to give to your friends and family. Okay, that's deal number one. Deal number two is no design fee. 100K marketing budget. When it comes to shoes, you have to sell. If you want to sell anything on your own platform, uh, you have to pay for that. You know, it's like a wholesale price. Right. Which deal are you taking? I'm 100% taking deal number two, and I'm assuming my friends and family will understand as well. Because, in terms of my sense, if that if I believe in the collab that I'm doing, if I believe in the story that I'm telling, then I gotta kind of invest in myself and go with it. Bingo! I mean, again and again, what I will say is, um, I totally understand why people take deal number one because if you don't have a huge team and you don't have a .dot com, which is a lot of collaborators, if you look around. Sometimes they don't even have their own like platform to sell shoes, um, you know, especially some of these entertainers, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I totally understand why deal one, deal one works too, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's just like you get that upfront money and you watch it, you give you, you, you see your influencer friends and that's the fuck it, you know, but, but the deal number two is you kind of rolling the dice, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what if you take shoes? What if you super roll the dice, try to buy 500 shoes and it sells out in two seconds, you pitch because you could have bought more. Or you buy ten thousand shoes and you only sell one thousand. Now you got, now you out of business because you have all these shoes left over. You know, so it can get very tricky. You yeah. know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna say which deal I go with. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just know I just bought a house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you just did tweet royalty checks, so that might. Oh well, yeah, and that's a whole different thing. Again, <laughs> so I'm, I keep it super real. It's gonna be your realest podcast ever. Yeah. When it comes to VF Corp and Vans, um, um, let me stop. <laughs> I got. <laughs> <laughs> I give it up, man. Now, you know, d- different brands do different things. So sometimes, you know, just because a brand do it this way, don't mean the other brand gonna do it that way. You know what I'm saying? And right. again, it all depends on your finances. If you believe in yourself, if you have a team, because you need a team to sell shoes. That's why I'm forever proud. Like I want to shout out my team. You know, I was able to. If you are selling a thousands of shoes, I do everything in house. By the way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like 
my whole goal is to employ people. You know what I'm saying? I, I try not to use outside companies, you know, so if it comes to warehousing, if it comes to how I sell it, if it comes to my marketing team, everything is in-house uh, from Chicago. So, but that costs fucking money, man. That costs money because sometimes it's just like, shit, n- give me that motherfucking design fee. I ain't got to worry about this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and you yeah, got to make decisions based on having a team, having employees that have a family, right? And not yeah. just you, uh, just like how you were uh, previously printing shirts. Um, it's, 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 it's a different Joe Fresh Goods than it was in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And if I wanted to grow, I had to believe in myself. So, you know, that's why I do the things I do. You know what I'm saying? It gets hard sometimes, but it's just like, you know, um, I've so far rolled the dice on myself when it comes to footwear and it's and it's paid off very handsomely. And honestly, there's parallels, you know, the whole Hollywood writer strike. And that's one of the things that they're fighting on. And that in terms of uh, some of those movie studios and stuff, they're giving fees up front and no residuals on the back. And uh, you know, I, I guess they see that there's, you know, it's cheaper for them or they get more out of it if they do that. And it, it's, I guess it's happening in sneakers as well, too. Yeah. And the last thing, I guess you got to be careful what you ask for, because, you know, if you are looking for a royalty check, that just means you probably want the brand to, you know, sell your, sell a lot of your product. And this this whole game is a game of numbers, because just like what's the perfect math on uh me having a hot collab that feeds the streets you know enough that people not complaining but also you know doesn't put it have it in on the sales you know at at um what do you call those things um outlets right um so it's just like it's really hard math on trying to figure out what works because you know the the wrong amount and your your career is done because just like you can't sell every time you drop something it's an outlet. So it's just like, it's, it's really weird mouth on this. So that's why sometimes you might not work. You want, you not, might not want a royalty check deal because that means that a brand is going to keep releasing colorways and it's going to eventually kind of die down. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's a tricky thing too. Yep. I wanted to ask about drops as well. Um, you know, we, we talked about, um, I think it was the 990 V3, the one where there was a issue in um, the the park where you were releasing, and maybe on one of the online drops as well too. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who was like, uh, he said, if you tweet that Joe Fresh Goods botched this drop, he will yell at you in the DMs. Uh, have you done that? Have you yelled at people in the DMs about <laughs> about of drops? Of course I have. Um, and I mean, I think this this made me grow up overnight. Um, really. Um, it, it um, I remember, man, because I tried my hardest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I tried my hardest, but, you know, I come from this culture. You know, I come from waiting in line. Um, I come from not being a get a shoe because somebody in front of me had, you know, $2,000 in cash and just cashed out. So, you know, this is my world. So, like, you know, I think the gift and the curse is, is just like, well, I, I made an item that's now an item that gets botted. Um, I made an item that people can potentially fight. And, you know, if I have a, like a line, it just like it's a bittersweet moment because just like I'm a very creative dude. I've always figured out ways to release things um, in cool ways. Sneaker shit humbled the fuck out of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just like, oh, damn. OK, well, and, it, and honestly, bro, it's like, you know, like me being like a hometown hero and all that shit. Like, I think I didn't give myself enough. Um, like I didn't expect that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I did right. all the weird shit you can think of. Like, who the fuck? And again, you know, I can't really pat myself on the back because it ended up being terrible. And let me not say that. You know, let me not stop being so hard on myself. But I, tr- I, you know, I reached out to the city of Chicago. I got the proper permits, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on a release at the park I grew up at." You know what I'm saying? Garfield Park is a fucking legendary uh, park on the west side. I'm bringing people to the hood. So the metrics of it just seemed like dope. I just figured out I was going to fuck the industry up. You know what I'm saying? And um, I announced the address at like six in the morning. You know, I, I built like a little sign. It was dope. And when I announced it at six in the morning, you know, by 630, it was like 500 people lined up outside. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> over time, it was like two. I think we reached 2,300 people like lined up. And I just didn't, I wasn't prepared, you know, um, you can't, you can't scale up at that morning, right? Like you can't have 15 cash registers or whatever that you need. Well, And that's what the (laughs) issue was. The truth of the matter is if everything would have went good, I I had enough shoes for people, you know what I'm saying? Cause that was like, you got to think again, I want to go back to deal number two without telling my business. You got to think the first of my, um, my first new balance did good, but I I only had a few, you know, do you, sorry, do you know how many pairs of the 992 exist? I would say a thousand to two thousand. Hell no! Nah. Is this is this breaking news? Should I tell you how many pairs are? Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I said on a few podcasts, but it was eight hundred pairs. Okay. So I, I always pairs. just say a thousand is my you know very small amount. So at least I was in the ballpark. Yeah, eight hundred pairs that that should release, and you know I did okay financially, but I just was like my name too high right now, so I'm not gonna say the amount. With it. I'm not gonna give it up like that with the nine nine three. V3, but um, um, yeah, so I had a healthy amount to sell everybody in the park. I just my dumb ass was like had fucking three registers right. and I gave people too many options. It was just like it again, like you know, I I, I apologize to everybody, you know what I'm saying? I, I really I came back the next day, had my gun out just in case somebody wanted to try me. Um, like I came back the next day to take names, I tried my hardest, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I got super humbled. Um, I realized that I need proper infrastructure. And I just, it was nobody in the city that ever did it how I did it. I don't count Kanye because that's like a powerhouse. You got to remember, sometimes motherfuckers be like, well, why you can't do it like James Whitner? Why you can't do it like Union? Yo, Google these people network. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, fucking dumb got a lot of stores. Like, yeah, like, again and again, like, I'm not saying cut me any, like, grace, but it's just like, although I'm very happy to be in the rooms that I mentioned in, Sometimes motherfuckers be like, Nike got it right. How come Joe Fresh Goods didn't get it right? I'm like, dude, are you a fucking suck my dick? You tripping. Like, yeah. so, you know, with that being said, um, I got bashed on the internet that day. You know what I'm saying? And that was the first time in my career. Like, gee, that was the first time in my career where it was just like, like, it's thousands of people calling me a bitch. Like, yeah. and I t- everybody's like, Joe, just go off the internet. I feel you, but like, I'm a man, you know, that's what I was thinking. You know, yeah. that's all this shit corny now. But like back in the day, I used to let this shit really get to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was just like, in order for me to grow in this space and if, in order for me to keep making product that's going to get people talking, I got to be okay with this. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, now I'm like, I'm super G. Like I, I think, <laughs> bro, that whole day, if you said something about it, I was like DMing you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And it was just like, in retrospect, that's super fucking corny, but like I'm super passionate and I just be wanting people to know, like, yo, I tried, you know, and some people just get on your skin, um, you know, and I think fast forward to you, 
I was like, what is this, Mr. Brightside? What, what, what's the shit you do, Mr. Brightside? Yeah, yeah, that's my bit to make people yeah. get over an L that sort of feel better about it, basically. And I was like, what is he talking about? But I understand, I understand your thing. Now, fast forward, I'm like honored that my shoe made her like that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it just, all of this just made me just like, you got to grow balls. Like, like I'd rather people do this than like not talk about my stuff. You know what I'm saying? It could be like the other way around. So, man, um, you know, I'm a lot, I'm a lot, I'm not that tied into social media like I was, you know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, bro, it was a, it was a big moment. It just made me kind of grow up overnight if I want to be a real player in this sneaker, sneaker shit. Yeah. And um, you could have a perfect, uh, you know, plan. You can have the 15 cash registers, but someone could pay off a security guard and there could be a stampede and everything's going to get fucked up then. Right. So you, you yeah. can only plan so much at what your capacity is. And like you said, you, you learn from these things. And um, yes. the other part I wanted to ask about was online drops. Because one of the things that I do that I've done on in the past is about just kind of educate people that a big company can pay for bot protection and all that kind of stuff where it's just not made for the small guy with their first collab. And I saw this recently with uh, Sporty and Rich and with, with your releases at first too when you release them online because... It's you either pay like the the basic Shopify rate or you pay the two grand a month kind of rate. And if you're James Whitner and you have a lot of stores, you can pay that rate. But if you're just doing your first collab, you're not going to do it. I You know, things may have changed since then, but that's how I saw it. And that's how, you know, I see people get educated or learn about the sneaker culture and sneaker drops and how they are, especially in these last five years where everything was, mm-hmm. you know, flying and going off the shelves. So, yeah. Is well, that is that why you kind of went away from that to like Instagram and uh, most recently well, I, EQL and like try to find the right solution for it? Yeah, well, I think people just see me uh, tifting, you know what I mean? Because um, what I tell people that's not in my shoes, that ha- not have bills and not have employees and, you know, just life, you know, it's, it's insane that I'm so passionate and I, I continue to try about something that's like, if you have somebody that's like one person that can buy a thousand pair of shoes, well, fuck it. That's one person I got to ship. Um, but I, I think that's a flawed way of, of trying to, uh, you know, especially a lot of my early supporters, you know what I'm saying? Because that's why a lot of people that's into me now because of what I'm doing now, that's cool. But like, I, it started to kind of really get to me that a lot of people that's been rocking me for the past 10 years just cannot have access to my stuff, you know? So I think for me, it was just like, if I want to continue to grow with this, I have to continue to grow and understand and do more research on how to, you know, from an online perspective, how to make things fair for people. So I think what people have been seeing the last three, four years now is just me trying different formulas, you know, um, me talking to different people, uh, me understanding that sometimes there's no such thing as truly bot protection. Um, a lot of what people see is kind of cap, you know what I'm saying? When I see the, the, I don't want to throw my man on the bus, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a lot of these big brands don't be caring. So it's just like it's kind of, you know, like I try my hardest, but it's just like sometimes it's just like people don't see that. They just see a faulty online release or they just see like, you know, I broke Instagram. You know, I made Instagram fix it. And so so the first time I used Instagram, they tried like I want to give a shout out to Instagram because like people don't know it wasn't like a button I, I clicked on. It was like day and night working with the mechanics over there and like figuring out different tools we can do. And them, they like, they invented hella shit for my drops. You know right. what I'm saying? 
there was like us talking every Thursday. We get on the call. So like people don't really see that. Cause again, I want to stress, do y'all understand how easy it is for me to just sell, sh- you know what I'm saying? To like one person. Yeah, you like, can just drop them all and not yeah, answer like, a DM, I, DM or anything and just move on to the I next hear, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, when I hear what people do, I'm just like, y'all don't get it. It's just like, so I'm trying my hardest to just keep things fair, you know? So that's it. Like, I the first time I did an Instagram drop, I did a talk at James Winter's shop in Atlanta, and I went live, and New Balance told me, hey, you can put the, um, the buy button when you go live. So I'm just like, oh, shit, let's try it. And I tried it, and it worked. Really good shock drop. Um, you know, it was people, everybody that uh, was tuning into my live got a shoe. It, it felt like I was on top of the world because, holy shit, I went live and I sold a thousand shoes. I'm giving up game now, Sock. But I, I went live <laughs> and I sold a thousand shoes in like two seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was at 550. Uh, that uh, conversation amongst us 550. So then I was riding high on Instagram and the, uh, up next was the 9060. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Instagram fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to yeah. just like blame it on them, but like um, they did not expect that traffic. Uh, that was the most amount of users uh, New Balance, I mean, uh, Instagram has ever gotten. So like they, 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 they Which is crazy because that. everyone uses Instagram all the time. And so you think they'd be used to it, but e-commerce yeah, is different than, yeah. than, you yeah. know, viewing a photo. Exactly. So, yeah. So we, we did it. We tried it again and it worked. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, um that happened and we did it again and i'm not i'm not gonna go into all of the financial reasons why i really love instagram but just know that i wasn't just letting them try stuff on me for free you know what i mean like you know i was we were like again i want to always point to the spider-man meme of how can you help me and how can i help you you know what i'm saying Yeah, because like you said they're building their product and their e-commerce offering based on this showcase product and that's that's you that's your name on it right exactly 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 so yeah i mean again eql um they're dope they're super dope you know what i'm saying i'm always um always have you know you gotta understand too man i've been talking to different people that can stop bots and i talked to shopify and again i'm not gonna give it all up but you know everybody always said they can stop bots and then they don't be stopping bots you know what i'm saying so it's like fuck them off in a pair two thousand dollars a month extra or like you know what i'm saying just some shit just don't be making no sense you know what i'm saying so yep. i think for me it's just like um had a really great conversation with them um i talked to a lot of people in the sneaker space i heard nothing but good good things so you know the uh last job i've been working with them honestly like i i, I have friends in twitter and stuff that that are botters and stuff and sometimes like there could be a say a perfect release where they got nothing but they will Photoshop something and release it. And then everyone just assumes that they got everything, right? Like you can do everything perfect, but somebody could be spreading misinformation for the meme of it. Yeah. And I asked them about that too. I saw that. I saw somebody, um, cause again, I do my research and I'm just not, I'm not just working with anybody. Um, I saw that somebody screenshots some shit about the Tiffany's, uh, F force ones. Yeah. Like they, they, you know, so I asked, I literally asked them and they're like, nah, that was fake. So again, I do my research. I, you know, we're still growing. Um, I got some, you know, different techniques we're going to be doing the next drop. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I honestly, you know, somebody, some people might be like, shut the fuck up, Joe, but I, I rate my shit like a C plus B. I think my online drops, I mean, you know, uh, we're growing to get to a place where we hundred percent things are going to be fair and, and it's, it's a bit easier for the consumer. But when it comes to in-person drops, besides that blunder uh, with outside clothes, like 
I've been finding great ways to get back to my community, man. I'm that's one of the things I'm so proud of because yeah, you know, um, this is my, my second year in a row where it's like, hey, you you sign up for this raffle, you know what I'm saying? And you in Chicago, you you know, might have a good chance of winning. And if you live in Chicago, uh, you you know, donate to some kids and everybody wins, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I might I know people might not like that way, but you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of my Chicago people always feel like I come to bat for them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's my main priority because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for Chicago. So it's just like my in-person drops is just like I, I knock two birds out of one stone. I make Chicago happy and have a lot of art supplies and books for kids. No, I, I think that the arts education aspect of these drops that you do is is awesome. And, you know, you like the stuff that you did with the Chicago Blackhawks as well, too, where it's, it's only that. And uh, those drops have been amazing and it's great to see. Thank you, bro. And, you know, you, you mentioned Chicago. I know Chicago kind of informs everything you do. Like, how could it not if that, that's where you're from and that's the where mm-hmm. the storytelling originates? And I have a friend, uh, Asher is his name. He's from Chicago. He's actually friends with, with somebody you work with, uh, Churro. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So my, my friend Asher said to me once, you know, how Chicago might have a bad rap. It's a it's a dangerous city It's or, or whatever it is, right? And he basically said to me, he goes, if you come in giving respect to someone there, they will mirror it back to you. And so it's one of those lines that's always stuck with me. And I always see it with you representing Chicago that you're out here, you give in respect and people mirror it back to you. Yep. 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 I mean, yeah, nah, I mean, I stay here. You know what I'm saying? That's really a hire here. I give back here. I don't really just, um, I don't just, you know, especially the last three years, I've been like really using my nonprofit in my voice. I think it, it, it was, it took me having, you know, almost 3,000 people lined up outside for a sneaker to make me actually understand my impact to the city. Um, you know, it was a lot of politics with that. You know what I'm saying? I had to talk to the game bangers. You know what I'm saying? I talked to, These are my homies. Like, me doing a pop-up in the hood, it was so many politics. I had, I had to talk to everybody you can think of to make that happen. Right. And I was like, over oh, sneakers? This is crazy. Well, what if I actually took my influence and like did like cool other things for for the city so it kind of go hand in hand like my world with sneakers have kind of like heightened up my world of all the community stuff i've been doing and, and, and my work with the youth here no i think it's uh amazing to see and um that's it that's what i had for the questions joe i want to thank you for the, your time for wanting to do this episode this podcast with me on the on the internet streets on twitter where i'm from I like i made it man i feel like i fucking made it man thank you <laughs> no, thank you so much joe no problem appreciate it so how cool was that i mean joe was awesome he was incredibly generous with his time incredibly gracious he gave a lot of free game he talked a lot about learning from your mistakes from both adidas and the outside clothes drops in the park and how he used that kind of stuff to fuel and grow. And he talked about how he's always learning, always adding something new and always coming to the table with knowledge. And on that business side, he talked about the importance of betting on yourself while also staying true to your community and in your community. So he was just awesome. I can't thank him enough. There was a couple of questions I did miss. I wanted to talk about the color pink and color palettes a little bit, but I missed that. And the big one I wanted to talk about was the desire to scale up and meet demand while at the same time the current economy says that we should be scaling down. So particularly this recent New Balance 610 release and drops going forward. But 
you know, when we were talking about Chicago, it just felt like the natural ending. So I ended it there. And, you know, after the recording, we talked a bit off the record. And honestly, the moment had passed to get it in recording again. But Joe was very gracious and said that, you know, we could record a part two sometime in the future. So, you know, look out for that soon, I guess. Finally, I wanted to say that this is all very validating. Joe said a lot of nice things about me when Joe said he was honored to be on the show and loves my point of view and he loves my unbiased voice and listens to the podcast a lot. You know, in the interview, I was trying to be, you know, professional and thankful and kind of get on with the conversation. But inside, I was just like, let's fucking go. So it all just felt very validating. And I could take this moment to go see F all you doubters. But honestly, I just don't feel that right now. I just feel gratitude. Because when it comes to this kind of stuff, when it comes to, say, sneaker Twitter, I don't have the most followers. When it comes to sneaker podcasts, you know, I'm not the most known. I don't have the most listeners. I don't have a network or brand deals or whatever it is that people want. All I got is good work. And I can stand on the good work that I've created in the lane that I've created. On Twitter, the lane is supposed to be light and fun instead of a drag. And on here, I have, you know, well-reasoned, logical takes. And I've stayed consistent with that over several years. And without any desire to break out of the lane or become huge or anything. And the lesson is that you can do good work and stay in your lane and bet on yourself while staying true to the community and in the community. But when I talked about how it was validating, what I wanted to say is this episode doesn't happen without you as a listener listening to this right now. I know this might sound corny, but I think it's all right to be corny sometimes when you're being sincere. So just wanted to say, Joe doesn't do this podcast if you don't listen, if you don't follow the tweets or support the podcast. It's not just me being the one who's created this lane. You're the one helping me create this lane. So it's not just validating for me. It should also be validating for you because you're the one who made this happen. So thank you so much. And the most important thing you could do for me right now is go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm.